The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You chose to take a journey down a long and dangerous trail Chose to serve your country and we know you served us well But now you're back and it's our duty to keep you safe and warm Shake your hand and welcome you back home with open arms We're America, your family, the land of liberty We're thankful for your sacrifice, your fight to keep us free We are America, and we truly do believe You're the backbone of our nation, thanks to you we're living free We're a quilt of many colors, and we breathe red, white, and blue We're America, your country, and America wants you It has been said that we are but one generation away from forgetting our history. Welcome to American Heroes Network, where we serve our American tradition with Gary Ray, along with his co-host, Linda Crater. In our program, you will hear firsthand the personal accounts of heroes whose unselfish actions have contributed to the traditions and values that represent the soul of America. You'll also hear from our partners and affiliations presenting news events and ways that our veterans and their families can rebuild their lives. Now, here is Gary Ray with his co-host, Linda Crater. Good morning and welcome to the American Heroes Network. Today is December 3rd, 2013. I'm Gary Ray along with my co-host Linda Crater, President and CEO for VeteranCaregiver.com. Good morning, Linda. Good morning, Gary. Did you have a good Thanksgiving weekend? Oh, yes, I did. How about yourself? It was wonderful. Thank you. That's great. Uh, We have a really great show for you today. It's titled Leadership Lessons. But before we get to our guests, we're just going to take a couple of minutes to provide everyone with a live Veteran Trek update. Today's update is brought to you by First Class Merchant Services and Brave Marketing Concepts. To learn more about our sponsors, be sure to click on their logo on our sponsor page. We've been providing updates now going on four months, Linda. Isn't that something? That's amazing. I don't know about if I could walk for four months and they still have another two months to go. My feet hurt listening to them. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Um, And again, uh, you know, Veteran Trek is about two veterans, Anthony and Tom, that are walking a mere 2,700 miles from Milwaukee to L.A. for PTSD, Veteran Suicide Awareness, and Dry Hooch of America. Good morning, Anthony. Hi. Good morning, Gary. Good. How's Tom doing? Uh, Pretty good. We're just packing up. Trying to figure out the next little leg of our trip. I mean, we know what cities and towns we're going to, but we both saw in the news coming up here, uh, there's going to be some especially frigid days here in Colorado. Um, so we're just trying to figure out how we're going to navigate that. All right. You're already through Colorado Springs, right? Yeah. All right. Yep. Now, how are yeah, you enjoying we're by We're by like Pueblo okay. right now. So we have about 150 miles left in Colorado. Assuming everything goes well, we should be done with Colorado in less than two weeks. All right. 
Well, how was your Thanksgiving with your family? Um, it was good. They stayed until Tuesday. Um, so on Monday night, last week, Monday, we had a little um, Thanksgiving dinner with them at the hotel. Uh, then they left on Tuesday. And we um, enjoyed our time with them. It was short, but it was definitely nice to see them. It had been since Marshalltown, Iowa, since I'd seen my family. And I think it had been almost about the same amount of time since Tom had seen his girlfriend. So it had been quite a while. Um, It's nice. It's a nice little recharge for the next leg of the trip. Um, When you were kind of introducing the segment, we have about two and a half months left. So it's about the same amount of time since the last time we'd seen our families. Um, So hopefully we'll be able to just kind of keep going, finish up, and um, have a nice reunion with our families in California. That's right. And we, again, you know, hopefully there's no incidents on the way. And uh, I know things have been good. We even um, got to meet with a group from Project Welcome Home Troops. They taught us how to meditate so we can use that to keep ourselves healthy on the road. Um, And we had a lot of uh, Native Americans reach out to us that wanted to give us uh, some spiritual guidance and some, uh, I don't even know how to put it, energy, positive energy for the rest of the trip. So this area has been good. We haven't had any negative incidents at all. Boy, you know, looking at your beard, (laughs) you guys are going to have it down to your knees by the time you reach L.A., huh? Oh, we're trying. <laughs> All right. And, and again, um, you had an instance about just before Thanksgiving, you met up with a man named Mike that uh, walked with you uh, that's also um, uh, diagnosed with PTSD. And, but uh, I, I guess you helped him out a lot, according to the blog. Yeah, he, um, he's an Iraq vet. He's been struggling with a number of different things, whether it's getting proper care, just kind of like being around home. Um, and I, he'd been looking forward to meeting us uh, ever since we announced we were going to do the trip. We actually stayed with his family um, for Thanksgiving, the actual Thanksgiving, um, for a couple days. And uh, they were extremely gracious, incredibly kind. Um, and it was the least we could do was try to help him as much as we could. Um, we reached out to the people that wanted to teach us meditation and they asked if he could come along. And they, of course, said yes. So we were able to include him in that, and we told him, you know, we'll see you again. We'll come back through when we're done. Just check in on you. All right. All right. And again, uh, we want to thank you uh, for uh, the live updates, and uh, we want everybody to give Tom and and Anthony uh, their support. Uh, We'll be providing those live updates every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. We have quite a show for you today. Today's title is Leadership Lessons with one of the most inspirational and motivational speakers we have the pleasure of knowing. Linda, why don't you introduce our guest? Well, I'm delighted to once again introduce a guest who's been on with us before. Justin Constantine from the Marine Corps um, is an expert at knowing how to lead yourself, lead others, and to surmount any hurdle that gets in the way. So today he's going to speak with us about how to motivate yourself, how to motivate employers, the value of hiring veterans and employing them, but mostly, are you doing everything you can every day to be the best leader you can? And that is a a huge topic that I think 
has become lost a little bit in our society right now. There are a lot of followers and very few leaders, but Justin exemplifies a leader and the Marine Corps ethos. So we welcome to the American Heroes Network, Justin Constantine. Welcome, sir. <laughs> well, thank you, Guy Ryan. Thank you, Linda, so much. Uh, and, and you know what? Just listening to uh, Anthony there, First of all, I'm really glad I, I had a chance to hear his update. Uh, you went to law school in Colorado, so I know I'm familiar with Colorado Springs, of course, and Pueblo, and where he is now. And it's a beautiful part of the country, but it is going to be cold. And so he's, they're facing some challenges. But talk about leadership on um, what, what those two gentlemen are doing, where they've identified a problem. They are they're not just talking the talk. They're literally walking the walk. But they are pushing forward, breaking down barriers, leading by example, and and getting some positive results. And they're inspiring people along the way. And just, you know, something as simple as walking, but they're going an incredibly long distance for for some amazing reasons. And I know the results are going to be phenomenal. So my hat's off to them for what they're doing right now. We agree. Yes, unbelievable. Well, Justin, what does a good leader have to ask themselves every day? I know well, that's quite a yeah. broad, <laughs> broad question. You no, know, but that's a good question, Gary. Because uh, you know, being you can't just open a dictionary and figure out how to be a leader. It's, it's who you are at your core. It's it's what you've done with your life. And I was just, I was watching a, a TED talk recently with General Stanley McChrystal, and he said a leader is a, a leader is good when they're willing to learn and to trust. And mm-hmm. and he should know based on. Uh, the really tough operating environment he was in after 9-11. So he brought some good points where he was a general uh, and, and, you know, supremely qualified, but he was all of a sudden in a completely different operating space where he couldn't just look someone in the eye and develop a relationship. He was talking on 20 different TV screens, video networks of people he didn't know, people outside the military, people from other countries, but he realized as a good leader, it was incumbent upon him to develop trust right away and to be willing to lean on others, what he called reverse mentoring, because a lot of this was digital technology that he wasn't familiar with from his upbringing. And I think that's, that's exactly right for leaders to think about every day is how can I make my group, my company, my organization better? How can I push forward? But also how can I learn from those below me and create a true two-way street that goes up and down the entire life in the organization. You just brought up something that's absolutely enormous, and that is two-way communication. So often people think that they're, if they are in positions of superiority, that they give the orders and everyone follows. The best leaders know that they get the most from people if they listen to what they have to offer because they don't know the exact conditions that one person can't know what a hundred people below them do know. And so collectively, a two-way communication channel, doesn't that by its very definition increase the capability for a positive outcome? Yeah, Linda, it sure does. And it's critical that uh, leaders get out there on what they call, uh, they practice management by walking around, mm-hmm. where you, you show your genuine interest in your people. Because if you're not interested in them, then you might as well hang it up, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you have to get out there and see what your people are doing. Uh, make sure that you're available to them. I just was, I went down to North Carolina 
uh, last week and spoke at High Point University and then at the big Rotary Club there. And the uh, university president, uh, Dr. Cobain, is well known by the students there. I saw it because he will get out there, even though he's a very, very busy man, walk around the campus, people know him by name, he knows people's names, he knows what's going on in their lives, and these are students. And that was a critical learning point. It's like, wow, as busy as this guy is, getting pulled in 100 directions, he's out there listening to his his people and making sure they're happy, and he's probably learning from them every day. And, and the same for a CEO or a team leader or a, a, if you're running a nonprofit, whatever it is, it's the same message. You have, to, you have to listen to those below you because they're the ones where the rubber meets the road. and You can't live in an ivory tower. You know, I, I think one of the statements I've heard you say before is that obviously you are a Marine, so Semper Fi is part and parcel of who right. you are. Um, but it's also the ethos that means you're faithful not just when it's convenient, not on Monday, but not on Tuesday. It's it's a matter of being consistently the leader and learning and listening. Does that make sense? Uh, it, it sure does. Uh, I mean, Semper Fi is a, a broad issue for me, and uh, we might need a little bit more time than we have right this second to talk about it. But, um, you know, Semper Fi for us means taking care of that Marine to your left and to your right, whether it's general so-and-so, private so-and-so, Captain so and so, whoever it is, it doesn't matter their rank or what they do. It's taking care of those around you, and that's that's a critical component of the Marine Corps. But it has to be the same way for a successful business as well. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to take a real short break. I'm Gary Ray, along with my co-host Linda Crater and our guest, Lieutenant Colonel Justin Constantine. You're listening to the American Heroes Network, powered by the Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. The American Heroes Network team depends entirely on voluntary financial support, advertisers, and sponsorships to keep the voice of our veterans alive and bring awareness, education, excitement, and most importantly, hope to the gray reality that exists for the hundreds of thousands of troops that are home and coming home. 
You can now become part of the elite team and help support our veterans. Your support is needed more than ever before. Become part of the Silent Heroes support team today. The Silent Heroes support team levels start as low as $26 per year. That's only 50 cents a week. Go right now to AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and join today. That's AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Thank you for your support. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to AmericanHeroesNetwork at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Oh, welcome back. We're here with uh, Justin Constantine. And while we're on break, Linda, you came up with a pretty good question. Well, I know that Justin recently gave a, a wonderful, inspirational talk to Blackstone Group and 70 corporate CT. If I could talk, it would be good. <laughs> CEOs. And I know that employment for veterans is is an ongoing issue and the value of hiring a veteran and hiring them is extremely important in today's um, environment of, of difficulty in finding jobs for returning uh, warriors, veterans and family members. Can you speak to the hiring and the value of a veteran and the leadership portions that you conveyed to these very high level CEOs? Oh, well, sure, Linda, thanks for the question. Yeah, I was honored uh, to go to Blackstone's annual CEO conference. It was a great audience, like you said, about 70 of uh, the CEOs of their portfolio companies. And I talked for a half an hour about uh, applying Marine Corps leadership principles to the private sector to really inspire loyalty in your employees. And then they had also just rolled out their, their own uh, veteran hiring initiative where they pledge to collectively hire 50,000 veterans in the next five years. So they asked me to talk for about 10 minutes about the value of hiring veterans and why it's a, a real personal side to why it's so important. Uh, and that, because it's critical in a corporation for the CEO uh, and other leaders uh, to really be on board because it starts on uh, initiatives like that start from the top down. So it, I was I was, of course, nervous to talk to these gentlemen and ladies and gentlemen who are all individually success stories, but it was a real warm group, and they were excited to hear what I had to say, and uh, the title of my presentation was called Officers Eat Last, uh, because I wrote it just for them, and I thought it was uh, significant, because in the Marine Corps and the other services, too, I imagine, we really stress that the officers eat, uh, the most senior officer eats last the most junior enlisted personnel eat first because again it gets back to this idea that uh, it's, it's so important to take care of those around you and we view leading marines their privilege not a right that has to be earned every day and i think that carries over the private sector too but uh, obviously food is is important and uh, the whole idea is putting other people's needs before your own which is which speaks volumes Mm-hmm. And so, uh, it, what was? Sorry about that. 
I'm sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, I can talk a little bit further about the presentation uh, if you want, or if you have a specific question, that, that's fine too. No, please, go ahead and talk more about the conference. Sure. The, what, what I focused on was, uh, you know, I talked about, uh, I said, if you, how many people in the audience have the, tech, have, a, have the name of their company that you work for permanently branded on your skin? And of course, uh, it's none. But if you roll up the sleeve of a Marine, you're going to see Semperfy or USMC or Uva or something like that tattooed on their arm or their shoulder or their back. And, and we talk about the significance of that tattoo and what it means. And that and there's pride and identity and, and allegiance that's hard to recreate anywhere else. And, but that become, that's because at, at a core level, we're constantly, uh, we constantly learn the lessons in the Marine Corps about taking care of those around you, taking responsibility, stepping up and leading when it's appropriate, following orders when, it, when that's what you're supposed to do. And these basic principles that are so important to succeed in the private sector. And so uh, I think this speech, because I was able to translate what we learned in the military and show how it applies anywhere, that's why it was so well received. Do you think that these CEOs were a little bit set aback because they had not considered the importance of their role? I'm sure some of them have and do, but perhaps your translation of the military ethics and ethos as it applies to employment, were any of them truly astounded because they may have forgotten that they need to lead by example or it wasn't as high a priority as it now will be after listening to you? Yeah, it's interesting. I had a chance to talk with a few of them uh, one-on-one afterwards. And in fact, since then, three or four of them hired me to come speak to to all their employees individually, which is fantastic. Congratulations. Yeah, so that that was nice. That was a testament to me that they they truly did understand what I was saying. But they all all seem to say that, wow, uh, you're right. It's important to remember what an impact a leader makes on his or her people every day. And and that's true. And, And like you said, some of them are run very big corporations and so they don't have the interaction with uh, middle management and lower management as much as they probably like but I talked about in Iraq and our battalion commander and how he was on the ground every day with his Marines he didn't leave from the office he was out there in front and and the rest of the Marines and I would have followed him anywhere he went and he was a a role model for me Uh, and so I try to do the same thing for my Marines you know, I, I was obviously shot in the head. I was out there with them. Uh, I don't, I don't regret that one day. It's just, I just realized it's very important for you to stay true to your people and to make sure you're taking care of them. And I can't say that enough times. And it's a matter of daily commitment to those principles, isn't it? You're right, because it's, uh, you know, businesses like the military, are are ongoing. They're evolving, no matter how big they are. They are changing, but you have to stay close to your people because uh, it's important for for the worker bees, if you will, to know that the, the higher management has their back, uh, whether that's military or private sector or, or even an educational institution. But I, I think that really important leadership traits that go along with that are integrity and honor uh, because – if, if you think about these things and if you make an effort to remind yourself, maybe not every day, but periodically what your true responsibilities are, you're going to be more transparent. 
You're going to remember it's important to be honest when you're talking with people, treating everyone in your organization with respect, whether it's the vice president or the guy who cleans out the garbage. It doesn't matter. It's how you treat those people and create an environment where people can honestly seek what's on their mind instead of just being a yes man or being worried that what they say is going to get them in trouble. But I think it comes down to honor and integrity uh, in or out, whether you're in a private sector or public. Well, I, I would agree 100%. Um, I think what you're also describing is if you're acting consistently and putting others first and doing your very best, you not only inspire trust so that you know you can speak uh, freely, but you also inspire a loyalty, which gets people to give their best. So if there is good leadership at the top, it usually filters down to a similar set of principles for those who are subordinate to that leader. Yep, Lena, you're exactly right, because loyalty is critical. Uh, but loyalty doesn't grow on trees. You know, we, we relationships are important, trust is important, and those are things that that really affect loyalty. And if you're if you don't feel like you're if you don't buy into your CEO's message or believe that he's on your side, then then you're not going to be loyal to him. However, right. however, once once you have once you create that loyalty, you have to maintain it. And uh, I read a book by Joel Mamby called Love Works, and and he runs Hershey Family Entertainment. And he talked about the programs they have, and that's a number of theme parks around the country. I think they have like mm-hmm. 24, 25. He was on um, Undercover Boss, one of the first people on there. It was a mm-hmm. great episode. But, you know, he, he knows the challenges that his people face, and so he tries to help them. They, they have a number of programs where and it starts with the individual uh, employees. They can, they're donating their money into one of several funds that then go to help other employees, whether it's um, single parent, scholarship, um, and there's a couple others, but it's, it's different demographics that, that need help. Well, the individuals donate whatever they want, so it starts with them, and then the, the company matches each one of those donations, so they immediately double it, and then the Hershey family members uh, generously donate out of their own pocket, again, to those groups. So it, what, what I learned from reading uh, Mr. Mammy's book and, and that particular segment was uh, identifying what your people need and help them, uh, help them get to where they want to get, where, where they want to be, is great. And people will remember that. I'm never going to forget who helped me when I was recovering from my injury. I'm never going to forget who uh, offer me jobs when I need it and stuff like that, and, and and no one will. So that's the kind of stuff that builds loyalty, not just sending out white papers, but really showing a personal interest in who they are. That's a really interesting group because if you start it from the employee up, it shows you truly value what they find as a priority, and then you build upon that. Uh, excellent point. Thank you very much. All right. Now, how important to people that you're leading to share in the same vision. Well, yeah, that's, everyone has to be on board, that's for sure. Right. Uh, but, and, and they have to understand the corporate mission. But it's on, the, it's on the leadership to define what that corporate mission is and to share, to share with the employees how they fit into that corporate mission and why they are valuable every day. 
And employers can do that a number of different ways, but it's important, especially with today's technology, but it's critically important that they're pushing uh, those messages to their people through a number of different channels and reinforcing it because, you know, things change very rapidly, whether you're in Afghanistan or whether you're on Wall Street. And, and things change and your corporate mission is not going to change, but how you, how you get there may change. Your, your SOPs, standard operating procedures may change. So making sure that people uh, are aware of what's going on, there's no reason to ever hoard information. That, that's kind of productive. But part of being transparent is sharing your message. And that's incumbent upon you as a leader or else you're, you're probably not going to succeed to the extent you could. And people are going to begrudge you for that because who wants to operate in the dark? That's correct. That's correct. Well, we're going to take another short break. But, you know, we've noticed that our show is being rebroadcast through many other sites. Is that right, Linda? There's quite a few sites out there. There are at That's least great. half a dozen that I'm yes, aware of. Yes. Mm-hmm. You can also listen to the show by downloading an app or signing up for iTunes. All this is great, but in order to know what's really going on with AHN, you have to go to the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. While you're there, be sure to check out our, pa- our past events, uh, info on our next guest, and, of course, updates all the time. J- again, just go to the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. I'm Gary Ray, along with Linda and our guest, Justin. You're listening to the American Heroes Network, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. The American Heroes Network team depends entirely on voluntary financial support, advertisers, and sponsorships to keep the voice of our veterans alive and bring awareness, education, excitement, and most importantly, hope to the gray reality that exists for the hundreds of thousands of troops that are home and coming home. You can now become part of the elite team and help support our veterans. Your support is needed more than ever before. Become part of the Silent Heroes support team today. The Silent Heroes support team levels start as low as $26 per year. That's only 50 cents a week. Go right now to AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and join today. That's AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Thank you for your support. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo@americanheroesnetwork.com. At Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
You are tuned in to American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with Justin Constantine. And Justin, what's the value of hiring our veterans? Well, that's a great question. Thanks, Gary. Uh, there's a lot of initiatives going on for for big corporations, large and small, to hire veterans. Uh, unfortunately, the, the good news is about our economy, the unemployment rate is, is going down. The bad news is that veterans as a whole are uh, underemployed compared to their civilian counterparts. And that's especially true for the, those in the 18 to 24 age range. Uh, the good news is there's a lot of co- corporations out there and government programs designed to counteract that. And we already mentioned Blackstone's um, uh, pledge to hire 50,000 veterans. They're part of a bigger push uh, from the White House called Joint Forces. And that's spearheaded by the First Lady and Dr. Jill Biden. And so that's a, that's a fantastic, that's a fantastic, um, Push by the White House, and I, and I really think it's catching fire around the country. I know I've talked to a number of companies advising them on how to uh, onboard veterans and then retain them and set them up for success. Uh, in fact, I, I just had a meeting yesterday at the Chamber of Commerce to help them with that. So I'm excited for that to work with them. But I want to talk about some of the, some of the things that veterans bring to the workforce and why it's why it's in my mind a no brainer for some of these companies to be hiring veterans. And, and there's a lot of companies out there that lead by example. Lockheed Martin, Home Depot, J.P. Morgan Chase, Walt Disney, and there's hundreds of others. Uh, but the thing is, you know, veterans are people who signed a blank check to our country saying they're willing to pay whatever price is necessary to ensure our way of life here at home. So that's a big deal. Uh, and no, no veterans looking for a, a handout. Uh, maybe they're looking for a hand up. They're just looking for an opportunity. And there are so many skills that we learn in the military that transfer over to the private sector. The problem is identifying them. And, for instance, if you interview um, a young veteran and you say, oh, wow, you served in Iraq. What did you do there? He, may, he or she may just say, you know, I was a truck driver. And then that doesn't mean a whole lot unless you it's a truck driving company. But if you don't, if you don't know to ask the right follow-up questions, you you won't learn that he or she was in charge of ten or twelve other Marines or soldiers, that they're responsible for millions of dollars worth of equipment, how to make uh, you know critical decisions in the blink of an eye, and had the trust of a, a of a colonel at all times, and maybe fought in a number of firefights, saved the lives of others, and any number of other critical skills that that really reflect how developed they are. Um, professionally and mentally. So it's important for, for folks to, to learn the proper way to onboard and to interview. That's an HR, a human resource issue. But some of the great things that uh, our veterans bring is operational experience in a tough working environment. Uh, probably very few working environments in, a, in corporate America compared to Afghanistan or Iraq. But the idea is that under 
a lot of pressure, still being able to make tough decisions, move forward, accomplish a mission, and, but also be open to criticism, back brief, and learning from your experience. Uh, in the military, we have uh, pretty strict fitness reports every year. Uh, that's how we're promoted. It's not just an automatic thing. And so we judge each other critically. And, and that's important. And that's what veterans are going to expect when they come to your corporation. They're going to plan on working hard. Everything they had to do in the military, working hard, mission accomplishment, taking the leadership role when necessary, but also working as part of a team. These are all attributes that are really important to uh, any company that wants to succeed. And our veterans have, over the last 10 years, have lived and breathed this in a very, very tough environment. So there's a lot of great veterans out there who will make excellent employees. And I believe that is exactly why we are seeing a reduction in the unemployment rate among the group. I do know that that 18 to 24-year-old and the women veterans are having a, a tougher time with um, finding employment. And, and yet, with outreach like yours, joining forces, etc., I think the awareness is growing over the the country itself. Talk a bit about how, in some situations, leaders can rise to a crisis situation. But the importance of being a leader in everyday life, every day, in all things, if at all possible. Yeah, it's... Uh there are opportunities every day, as you said, whether it's to be a leader, whether it's at your work, in your community, in your family, you name it. Uh, I try to serve as a role model in the Wounded Warrior community and lead from the front. That, that tells me I'm pushing myself in the right direction and motivating others behind or around me. But, so there's opportunities for everyone to lead from the front at work or at home. But I want to focus on two gentlemen who really rose to the occasion and were true leaders uh, in Iraq, and the first is the the first is Corman George Grant, who uh, was who saved my life when we were there in Iraq. I was shot in the head. Uh, when he rolled me over, I was no longer breathing. George, even though my skull was bleeding like crazy and my face was, you know, suffered horrific damage, he was somehow able to perform rescue breathing on me. And then also, even though the sniper was still shooting at us, cut out my throat, performed an emergency tracheotomy so I wouldn't drown in my own blood. Mm-hmm. And he did such a perfect job. My plastic surgeon back in the States thought another surgeon had performed that. But what's incredible is that George uh, had never done that operation on a human being before. This was his first deployment, his right? First, it, yeah, exactly right. And he had performed one Nine months before, a controlled training environment at Camp Pendleton for Corman. It was on a pig. Um, so maybe my mom's right, you know, uh, about me. But it was... <laughs> <laughs> Untrue. <laughs> it was... Uh, he did all that in a perfect job without ever having done it before. And so he was... He rose the occasion. He was the leader that day because he saved my life. And that was just the first part. Getting me to the aid station and, and his role in that was, was the whole, was part two of that. So he is a great example of rising up when, when, um, when necessary. The other mm-hmm. was just minutes later, young Lance Corporal Jordan Bueller, uh, another Marine, 21 year old kid from New Orleans who, frankly, I didn't know very well, uh, but 
when when the colonel told him to drive me to the aid station as fast as he could, that was a big deal because we didn't drive faster than 15 miles per hour when we are in Iraq because of all the improvised explosive devices, which we hit every day, and it caused incredible damage. Jordan Bueller put his life on the line for me, just like George Grant had done, drove us 70 miles per hour to get to the aid station in what they call the golden hour, which is so critical after traumatic injury. Knowing full well if you hit one, hit an IED, we would, he would die. We, we definitely both would have died, and, and so would Colvin Grant, who was in the vehicle with us. So he put his life on the line for me because he, he decided that's what was necessary. Got me there in time, helped carry me into the aid station. He's, he and George are the only two reasons why I'm still here. These are young men who didn't wake up that day planning on saving my life. I'm sure didn't consider themselves leaders. And if you ask them today, they would be embarrassed about any recognition that they get for it. But they rose to the occasion and they took care of the people around them, namely me, and and affected it all in in a way that someone who had 20 years experience probably couldn't have done as well. And that I know that's extreme because it's dealing with a war situation, but those those similar situations are around us every day. All right. What was the comment your dad made when he saw you? <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> yeah. My, uh, uh, yeah, I didn't deploy, I did not deploy to Iraq as a lawyer, although I am one. I was a civil affairs team leader and uh, we were in the hostel early on and he said, see, Justin, even in Iraq, they know who the lawyers are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, yeah, thanks for that strong Family support. During my, uh, <laughs> so he also complained that uh, when I was in middle school, I had braces, and he paid $2,000 for braces when they got all shot out by the sniper. So, <laughs> <laughs> I think he was joking about that, though. Right? Of uh, course. <laughs> remember, laughter is the best medicine? No, it, you're exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> it is. We, la- we actually laughed a lot in the hospital. Di and I had uh, you know, some great times, and, and she's a leader also. I mean, she dropped out of her doctoral program to be with me in the hospital. We weren't married yet. She put everything on the back burner to be there with me because she said that's what needed to be done. And, and that's the kind of mentality that will will make a CEO a good leader to a great leader by identifying what needs to be done and doing it. And if that's if that's because your neighbor needs help with their kids uh, because the husband's deployed or uh, the local nonprofit needs some volunteer work, whatever it is, you step up and do that. <clears throat> You're being a truly effective leader. And that's why I say these operations are, or these opportunities are around us at all times. They are absolutely are. And I, and I think people think about it. But what we're really trying to report today is act upon it. Act yeah. upon it. Know where those opportunities are and step up. And right. you will gain more by giving than you will by sitting on the sidelines. Yeah, you, you absolutely will. And I, I, I hope that we haven't made the idea of being a leader and leadership something that most people are scared of because it's this big amorphous thing. The point mm-hmm. is, like we're talking about today, it comes down to the most basic levels. And, and we all have it in us. It's just do we have the gumption to pull the trigger and, and take on that role? And and I think if more of us did that, um, it, would, it would do a lot for our society at large and our communities. Right. I agree. Well, we're going to take another short break. I'm Gary Ray along with Linda and our guest, Justin. You're listening to the American Heroes Network, powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel, and we'll be right back. 
Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. For those corporations or organizations who wish to support our veterans, sponsoring and promotion on the American Heroes Network has never been easier or smarter. As the only network focused to specifically reach the military and veteran population globally. For more information, email us at sponsorinfo at americanheroesnetwork.com. The American Heroes Network team depends entirely on voluntary financial support, advertisers, and sponsorships to keep the voice of our veterans alive and bring awareness, education, excitement, and most importantly, hope to the gray reality that exists for the hundreds of thousands of troops that are home and coming home. You can now become part of the elite team and help support our veterans. Your support is needed more than ever before. Become part of the Silent Heroes support team today. The Silent Heroes support team levels start as low as $26 per year. That's only 50 cents a week. Go right now to AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and join today. That's AmericanHeroesNetwork.com. Thank you for your support. By providing a unique blend of information and advocacy, we are helping our American heroes and their families to heal, successfully transition into civilian life, and to thrive in their communities. This generation will not be forgotten. Today's military are our sons and daughters. Listen live to the American Heroes Network, the worldwide voice for our military families and veterans, every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. All shows are archived on American Heroes network.com and syndicated on iTunes. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are tuned into American Heroes Network. If you want to find out more about us or to contact us with questions or comments about the show, please send an email to American Heroes Network at gmail.com. That's American Heroes Network at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back. We're here with Lieutenant Colonel Justin Constantine. And uh, Linda, you had a question about leaders. Well, I think we've often heard, or maybe some of you haven't heard, but there's a statement that said leaders are often born, not made. And I think some people are confused over the fact that I guess I can't be a leader. How do I be a leader? I would rather follow. And certainly we need followers as well as leaders. But I believe, Justin, that what you've been talking about is that Everyone has leadership skills within them, and to the extent that they wish to develop them, isn't it true that by working on those leadership skills or or recognizing that being the best you can be every day, you can really overcome hurdles and impress yourself with what you can do, either as an individual or as a member of a team. So we don't want to make that leader leaders is a scary, a big, hairy thing that not everybody can be. I think that it is something that we can augment with the skills that we're given and the gifts that we're given. How do you feel about that? Uh, thank you. I agree 100%. And if you look at 
some you know people who we consider great leaders just here in America, whether it's Abraham Lincoln or Dr. Martin Luther King or uh, you know Teddy Roosevelt. You know these folks, Jack Welch. These folks are they were they were born with something. Clearly, they had some gifts, but. They didn't just rest on the laurels and just wait for all this stuff to happen. If you spend some time and read biographies and learn about them or even watch stuff on the internet, you know, you'll learn how much hard work they put into it. Being a pastor takes a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Being a lawyer like President, um, yeah, Abraham Lincoln was before he was a president on the road all the time, he was constantly reading and talking and, and being in, in, in trials. Uh, so all these folks work really hard uh, and that's a good thing, though. I mean, leadership doesn't isn't just hand to you. It's like anything else in life. You have to develop it. Just and, I, and I'm trying to learn more about leadership right now. In my car, I'm listening to uh, a book on tape about uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Uh, I'm reading a book by Jack Welch called Winning. I um, I'm also reading um, Uncle Tom's Cabin. Just I, since I haven't read it since since high school, but I think there's mm-hmm. some good leadership lessons there, and just uh, some good morality lessons there as well. But uh, I watched a TED Talk recently with General McChrystal and others about leadership. So there are resources all around us that you can develop yourself as a leader, or at least learn about leadership traits that others have found to be successful from the comfort of your own home. Uh, that's the beautiful thing about it. Well, what you're also talking about is a, an intellectual curiosity, a, a desire right. for lifelong learning. Right. So that you're, as long as you're learning, you're adding to whatever value you can bring to a situation. So you're you're giving excellent examples of of how you can augment what you have and the gifts that you have, but. Um, leaders, we need leaders in today's society. We truly do. You, you do, but there's so there's so many folks who have who have come before us and, and mm-hmm. done great jobs, and we all have a lot to learn from 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 them. And and like I like you said, lifelong learning it's important because you're not just gonna unless you have all day every day to sit around and think up these things. Realistically, life gets in the way, so you have to. And there's nothing wrong with this. It's to stand on the shoulders of others. And to, you know, what did Jack Welch say about turning GE around so they'd be the number one and number two in every aspect of their business? Well, I could probably learn a lot from, from him. You know, I could probably learn a lot from the gentleman who started up Starbucks but was shut, to, you know, shot down the first seven times he tried to get off the ground. There's something there. So you have to study. You have to put time in it. Just like being a good husband or a good wife, being a good parent, you have to put time into these things. And uh, the trick is time management and, and making it all come together. You you just said a, a huge amount right there. But, <laughs> but leadership is, is, is something that can be found and can be built upon and and I'm just so pleased that you're able to talk about it as something not just for a few people but that everyone really can improve upon their gifts and skills and we can all help each other as a team for the uh, betterment of the uh, of the whole and I'll just add that uh, sometimes you have to push yourself out of your comfort zone to do that um and, and that's okay, because that's where you grow, and that's where you learn about yourself and about others. And and for me, it's been uh, with, with post-traumatic stress and, and dealing with PTSD personally for Dahlia and me dealing with PTSD. But now, um, 
when I when I when we first realized I have PTSD, it was tough for us to or it's tough for me to wrap my head around and figure out how to handle it the best way. And I figured I could do it one of two ways. I could go talk to an objective professional who studies this, who's talked to other warriors, uh, who who can help explain to me in, in a nice, calm voice why my mind is behaving the way it is and why my body is reacting the way it is. Or I could just, uh, which unfortunately happening in other generations and still to a certain degree in the today's generation, pushing those feelings deep down inside and just seeing what happens. But now I've, I've made a point to seek very openly about PTSD because I want to help other young veterans who are struggling with demons in their own heads. And there's no reason for any of them to do that. So I'm, I'm not, I, I don't hear myself as a leader in this field, but I, I'm, and my, I guess it ties into our bigger point where everyone can make a difference. In my little way, I'm trying to help others around me because I know what they've been through. And I've been invited by the VA and Wounded Warrior Project and the Marine Corps to talk about these issues openly because, unfortunately, uh, many won't. But it's all about pushing yourself and seeing, identifying ways to help those around you and those who you care about. And I'm trying to do that. Well, you're doing it through peer support. You're doing it through the wisdom sharing. Yeah. And that is a huge uh, help to others because peer support really does seem to be one of the most effective ways of dealing with these two very signature injuries of these recent conflicts. Right. So when I brain injury and PTSD, and, and you, I know you work with us on a daily basis. You understand mm-hmm. that today's soldiers really want to hear from other soldiers who have gone through it. Right. Uh, and, and can relate to what they're talking why why don't I like loud noises anymore? Why don't I like crowds? You know, how have you learned to deal with your triggers? And But, you know, there's a lot of folks, I think, who are stepping up in this field to be leaders, whether it's someone like you who's more on the management side, but then also taking on uh, who helps uh, with counseling and and connecting people, which is just as important, or is it more uh, the one-on-one peer support? They're all very important. There's all, they're all opportunities for us to step up and be leaders. Uh, and we're just talking about PTSD, but of course the same is true in any aspect. All right, exactly. Well, we only have a minute or two left. Justin, we want to thank you again for being on our show. And I'd like to share, what would you like to share with our listeners? And don't well, forget to throw in your URL too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, uh, sure. My website is justinconstantine.com and uh on there, you can see all the different types of speeches and inspirational messages I give. I, I work with corporations and educational foundations and, and other groups and, and travel all around the country giving the presentations. Uh, I'm also working with companies on their veteran hiring issues. But, um, so I, I appreciate that plug, Gary. But, you know, I, I just want to emphasize that, you know, we're all people and we all want to take care of those around us, whether that's on your, uh, a very granular level or you're the CEO of a huge company. But if, if we remember the basic lessons that we talked about today, I think anyone can set themselves up for success. Right. Well, thank you again, sir. Linda, what would you like to do in closing? Oh, I just think it's extremely important that we talk about doing our very best every day as best to the abilities that we're given and that leaders and the opportunities that Justin has brought up, whether it's getting up in the morning and just resolving to do the best you can do or rising to the situation when there's a crisis, um, all of these things are based on digging deep, going outside your comfort zone and giving it the best you have. And Justin, thank you for really, really enunciating all those things so clearly. Oh, my pleasure. 
Thank Pleasure. you. Our live Veteran Trek update was brought to you by First Class Merchant Services and Brave Marketing Concepts. If you missed the live show, all the shows are archived on demand on the AmericanHeroesNetwork.com and syndicated on iTunes. American Heroes Network spotlights and promotes the best available information of interest to America's veterans and their families anytime, anywhere, and on any device. I'm Gary Ray along with my co-host Linda Crater signing off and thanks for listening to the American Heroes Network powered by Voice America on the Variety Channel and have a great week. Thank you again for joining us for this week's edition of American Heroes Network. Please join Gary Ray and his co-host Linda Crater again next Tuesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great week. We are America, and we truly do believe you're the backbone of our nation. Thanks to you, we're living free. We're a quilt of many colors, and we breathe red, white, and blue. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.